0: As you can tell if you picked up a uh, handout sheet that uh, we're going to be in 2 Peter uh, this evening. And uh, we'll be using 2 Peter for, I assume, a good good while. Some of the apostles we know very little about... um, and uh, some of them, of course, like Peter, we know a lot about. Some of the things we know about Peter are good. Some of the things, well, he had a lot of problems, too. <laughs> so we can identify with him very easily. But the Apostle Peter was the first pastor of the New New Testament church. And uh, <clears throat> he, in fact, he's the one that preached there. He preached the gospel and discipled believers there in that church, and and he was always doing his best to obey Christ's commission to feed his sheep. You remember Jesus talked to Peter, and and he told him to feed his sheep, and he emphasized that. and uh, So Peter had a burden to strengthen the brethren, uh, which did not uh, go away or lessen. Uh, as he went further on into his life. The longer he lived, the greater his burden grew to help Christians grow and glorify God. So he truly had a pastor's heart. Uh, His second and last letter was most likely written a year or so before his martyrdom, which, according to church history, occurred in A.D. 66, uh, church history, of course, is not uh, <clears throat> the same as uh, the authority of the Bible, but uh, sometimes it can give us an idea of what's what's happening there. So in A.D. Uh, 66 um <clears throat> probably is when Peter was martyred. According to uh, 2 Peter 1.14, if you want to look there with me, um, Peter is writing this, of course, and uh, this is on towards the end of his life. Uh, Verse 14, it says, Knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. In other words, he knew that he was going to be martyred. He knew that he was going to lose his life. Uh, Somehow the Holy Spirit showed him that ahead of time. Peter knew that his time on earth was short. And uh, another thing that he wrote was uh, <clears throat> this quotation, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. <clears throat> the tabernacle, of course, was his, his living body, <clears throat> which was, he was going to sacrifice for the Lord. So it was that with the burden of a pastor and the knowledge of his soon departing that the holy spirit led him to write second peter <clears throat> and so he was led to sit down and write this letter to the believers that we know as the second epistle of of uh, peter in the first verse we are introduced to the writer which is peter of course and are informed who the intended recipients were. <clears throat> in verse 2, we are given a summary of the theme of the epistle. Uh, <clears throat> Peter had a, had a burden that all believers grow in grace by learning more about Jesus. No matter how long you have been saved or how much you already know about God, There is always more room to grow in your relationship with the Lord As long as we're on earth, we must continue our spiritual growth uh, For the glory of God takes personal uh, Study in his word Coming to him personally in prayer and over a period of time You grow closer to the Lord in your relationship to him. That's what Peter was talking about On your your handout sheet, uh, Roman numeral one is the writer. Of course, we know who the writer was. And uh, in uh, verse one, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that he had two different views of who he was he was an apostle and he was a servant in the fill out your fill out the blank in your handout sheet uh, the next quotation is the author of this epistle is the holy spirit the human writer was simon peter the disciple of jesus who became the pastor of the first church so peter is the most famous of all the disciples he was known for A lot of times his boisterous ways he was kind of a take charge type of person Uh, and uh, he is uh, famous for his preaching on the day of Pentecost you remember the uh, the day of Pentecost he got up and preached to all these people and then of course he's also infamous for his denial of Christ uh, at the crucifixion Peter had a long, hard journey from being a fisherman to becoming a fisher of men. But that journey was successful because of what Jesus did in his life. Jesus uh, used the experiences that Peter had to shape him and to mold him into an apostle. There were many setbacks along the way. You remember Peter failed when he got out of the boat to walk on water? He did a little bit, okay, and then he looked around and then took his eyes off of Jesus, and what happened? He started sinking. He had to be rescued by Jesus. He failed also to keep his mouth shut when he should have, and had to learn to listen instead of saying what he thought. Um, He failed to submit to Jesus and was rebuked sternly. He failed to be faithful to Christ at a mo- most crucial hour. <clears throat> and then in your handout, another quotation here, Peter learned through failure how to have greater faith and to be humble. So we, we don't want to overemphasize Peter's failures. He ex- had experienced a lot of failures, but he, he was not a failure as an apostle. It, definitely. <clears throat> the result was a life that, of the problems that he had, of the failures that he had in his life, was that he was successful and, and victorious in Christ. In John 21, people, uh, Jesus appointed Peter to be the pastor of the first church. And in Acts 2, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached The gospel we won't take time to go to that that uh, passage but you know the story about how he got up and preached and and thousands were saved and this is when the new testament church was was established it was born at that time Uh, let's look at uh, second peter 1 1 and read this for just a minute says simon peter a servant of and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained a like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> um, from this, we have a quotation in the handout that uh, you can fill out. It says, There were many designations that Peter could have chose as he introduced himself in this letter but the two that he chose was servant and apostle servant and apostle and the next handout says uh next blank uh, i should say a servant is one who is obligated to do his master's bidding peter had given himself up to do god's will for his life that's what his desire was, to accomplish God's will for his life. <clears throat> and if, if we can have that same desire in our own heart, in our own life, then he'll always point us in the right direction. And we will learn like Peter did. It took Peter some time to learn what, the, what that really meant. He frequently argued with Jesus instead of accepting what Jesus said and doing it. Uh, Even at Pentecost, Peter still struggled with full surrender. You remember when he received the vision of the uh, unclean animals, That, that that vision that God sent down to Peter. God told him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. What did he do? He said, okay, Lord, I'll follow you. No, he didn't. He argued. He said, not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean, and this happened not only once, but three times. <laughs> so we see we see Peter in in his learning uh, to take the the orders from Jesus. <clears throat> but over time, he learned, of course, uh, many uh, more and more what it meant to submit to God in every area of his life eventually he came to the point where he could sincerely call himself a servant of the Lord, a servant of the Lord. The other t- title Peter used is Apostle. And in your handout there, the, the next um, <clears throat> the next uh, fill in the blank, says an apostle is one that has been given a special commission to represent and proclaim a special message in this case the message was the message of the gospel and the one who was commissioned peter was jesus himself he was commissioned to be an apostle an apostle in the specific sense was a person who was an eyewitness of the resurrected jesus um Look in Second uh, in, uh, Peter chapter 1 and verse 16. It says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. They saw what was taking place when uh, the soldiers came and arrested Jesus, when they took him and beat him, and when they put him on the cross, and again, when he was buried in that tomb, <clears throat> but he, they, they also saw him as a risen Savior. So they saw all of that, the death, burial, and resurrection, in order to be an apostle. Apostleship was comp- accompanied by the ability to perform miracles as well. <clears throat> we find that uh, in, in Acts particularly that uh, this confirmed the authenticity of the message of the gospel. Peter cited the fact that he was an apostle, not to build himself up in any way, to, but to affirm that what he wrote was the authority of Jesus. That was, that was what the uh, miracles were there for. As soon as the need for that passed away, there, there were no more miracles like there was in the beginning. <clears throat> whether we knew it or not, whether uh, that, that is Peter, whether he knew it or not, Peter took his place among the company of the holy men of old that he would refer to in chapter 1 as the writers of Scripture. He was actually became one of those writers of Scripture. He was directed by the Holy Spirit so that he wrote with his pen and and in his own style uh, the very words of God. In uh, chapter 1 again, go down to uh, verse 21, the last verse in chapter 1. <clears throat> it says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Uh, but there uh, uh, That's the end of that that verse i started to go on but we don't need to do that okay we're on down to uh, roman numeral two and roman numeral two was covering the recipients the recipients Uh, the last part of second peter 1 1 says this to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter's first sermon, or rather his first letter, was written to believers. That is, First Peter, when we talk about his first letter, it was written to believers of a particular geographic location. If you go back to First Peter and you read that first verse, it tells specifically... Who the the, the uh, this letter was supposed to go out to? <clears throat> Peter describes the believers as them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, of course, this this description has a lot of meaning to it. <clears throat> Another fill in the blank here uh, says note the kind of faith. That followers of Christ have it is a precious faith something is precious because it is valuable and important to us that word is used again in other promises that God has given our faith is precious Peter saw it as being precious our faith is precious Um, The faith of the believer is our most valuable possession. That's because it is a faith of the most important message, the gospel. If you take the gospel and you believe it and you apply it to your heart, to your life, then it becomes very valuable in your life because it determines your uh, eternal destiny whether you go to heaven or to hell. It is faith in the most important person, Jesus. Jesus is the one that we have our faith in. It is the faith that results in the most valuable gift, the gift of eternal life. So it's important to know this this is true. Our faith is the foundation of our Christian life very foundation of of who we are or, or what we are comes from our faith in the lord jesus christ we're saved by faith and we are supposed to live by faith live by faith look in uh, 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 verse one again he says to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It is faith that all Christians share in common. It is like, like, notice that he says it's like precious, uh, precious faith. That is, if we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's the same faith that all of the other Christians have that are like us. they have the same faith that we do when we're saved. It is like uh, a like precious faith. And it is such an integral part of the gospel. Here's a uh, fill out the blank statement here that you can uh, write down. Sometimes the term faith is used to refer to the entirety of all that we believe when we say we we have faith we uh we have the faith of the lord uh sometimes we can use that in a broader term that includes all of the things that we're trusting god for and we believe that's in the in the scripture in jude chapter 1 and verse 3 it says this beloved When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, that common salvation is the same thing as the uh, like faith. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Note also how we obtain this like faith. Precious faith how do we get it how does it come to us we did not receive salvation or the gospel through any work of our own <clears throat> there's nothing that we can do to uh, <clears throat> help us to be uh, attain that faith that salvation uh, <clears throat> but through, but it's through the work of Jesus Christ it came to us the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ that is what we base our faith on that's what is the foundational we must never forget that salvation is by grace through faith not works it's apart from works here's another quotation if you want to fill in the blank our faith is only possible because of the work that Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. So that it can rightly be said that we live by the faith of Jesus. And the work was done by Jesus. He did everything that's necessary. That's, <clears throat> that's why in Romans 6.23 it says for the, <clears throat> uh, for the wages of sin. But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life. The reason uh, he calls it a gift is because he has paid for it in full. It's completely paid for our salvation. All we have to do is simply accept it. Just accept it. Note also how we obtain this like precious faith. We did not receive salvation or the gospel through any work of our own, but through the work of Jesus Christ. It came to us, the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, Uh, another verse here that uh, fits right in is Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the light which I now life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, loved me and gave himself for me. <clears throat> That's why uh, Jesus came and was willing to die. He, he wasn't martyred, he gave his life he gave his life and it was because of the love of god and the love of jesus christ for our souls for us as sinners another fill in the blank here if you have placed your faith in jesus for salvation then this letter was written for you too it was written for all believers everywhere for all time and that brings us up to Roman numeral three. <clears throat> we're talking about. Um, the uh, three. <clears throat> three parts that we're studying here. The reason. Uh, Roman numeral three is the reason. Again, second Peter. Uh, chapter one and verse two. Says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Peter's greeting in verse 2 was not only a friendly way to start his letter, but he also gave a summary of the theme of the letter. <clears throat> what was that theme? Well, let's do another fill-in-the-blank uh, on, your, on your handout sheet. Peter's purpose in writing was to encourage the believers to keep growing in grace by learning more about Christ. So that was his goal in writing this book of 2 Peter. He wanted Christians to grow in grace. It was his desire, grace and peace as he says there, would be multiplied to believers. <clears throat> that could only be done through the knowledge of God. Now what does he what does he mean by knowledge there? Does it mean you know more up here? No. The knowledge that he's talking about is experiencing the growing closer relationship that you can have. Um <clears throat> and you can use different illustrations here if you if you are friends with a person Um, you become better friends if you communicate with them, if you listen to what they have to say, if they listen to what you have to say. You become closer friends. And it's the same way with Jesus. As we talk to him in prayer and we listen to him through what he's given us in his word, we continue to grow. It's a continual process. It's a relationship. <clears throat> grace and peace come through knowing god then to have more grace and peace one must know god better have a closer relationship peter also asserts the deity of christ in the expression where he uh, uh, says in uh, verse 2 there uh, through the knowledge of god and of Je- of jesus our lord <clears throat> He asserts the deity of Christ in the expression of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. How does that, how is that true? Well, he was not referring to two different people, obviously, when it says through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, but to one person. Jesus is God. When, When he talks about Lord, Jesus is Lord also. That makes it complete throughout this book peter details how and why a christian must continue to grow in grace and knowledge how how must we grow in grace and knowledge the first chapter which we're just beginning to look at the first chapter he explains how we are to add to our faith godly character traits Uh, that is we can substitute a word in there for that that is simply growing we say we're growing in grace what does that mean it means we're becoming more spiritual failure to do so will do what to us failure to grow causes us to be unfruitful and it can lead even to doubting our salvation sort of like you have a friend and uh, you like that friend and you get along with him, And then you're, you are apart. You don't have any communication with that friend. Your love for that friend, your attachment to that friend does what? Starts going away. It, it declines. It gets less and less. And it's the same way with our Lord. <clears throat> as long as we're uh, looking at his word and using it in our lives, as long as we are uh, listening to him and praying to him, talking to him, then we will grow in grace, will grow continually. <clears throat> we must remember the truth we have been taught as given by God in the scripture. The scripture is even more reliable than eyewitness accounts. Of jesus glory which peter himself could boast about remember on the mount of transfiguration peter was there and he could boast because he saw that but that was not anything that built him up spiritually Uh, okay a quotation uh, that you can fill in the blank on instead of relying on what he had seen peter admonishes the believers to grow in knowledge by relying on what god has said in his word in his word god's word is always true it is always reliable <clears throat> in second peter one nineteen, it says we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart we have a more sure uh, word of prophecy we said then that the the uh, first chapter in uh, in uh, 2nd Peter is dedicated more or less to growing in Christ to growing the second chapter is being on guard be on guard <clears throat> it's dedicated to the discussion of the danger of false teachers, and a Pastor has uh, has uh, been over this some uh, some recently, and you'll probably hear hear more about it. False teachers present a challenge to our spiritual growth because they teach lies in t- instead of the true knowledge of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> and. Be aware because you can you can uh, listen to a lie, and it can be real smooth. Some of these some of these false prophets have real smooth tongues. They know how to present things in a way that sounds kind of good, but it's not. <clears throat> the false teachers will be punished, of course, in the future. But those who follow the truth of God's word will be protected from these false prophets. False prophets existed in the Old Testament. We can uh, go back in the Old Testament and find false prophets. They existed in uh, Peter's day, of course, and uh, they continue to exist in our day. Fill in the blank for your handout. We must be on our guard against false teaching that would lead us astray. <clears throat> From Second Peter 2 and in, in, uh, in verse 1, chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall pr- bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Swift destruction. <clears throat> In the third chapter, the final chapter of Second Peter, Peter reminds the believers that Jesus is coming. We must remember what we have been taught and be intentional about our spiritual growth because the day of the Lord's return gets nearer and nearer, all of the things that are happening in this world today are pointing towards the coming of our Lord. <clears throat> it's an important thing. And uh, um, earlier in the, in the New Testament, talks about by using these things and, 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 and remembering the coming of the Lord, it is an encouragement to other Christians to do what's right and to continue on. Though people mock the idea of Christ's return, it is sure, and it is imminent. Imminent means can happen at any time. Nothing needs to be fulfilled before Jesus comes back. Another fill-in-the-blank here for you. Uh, Since all of this world will soon be destroyed, we should not waste our lives but spend our time wisely, growing in grace for the glory of God. uh, Peter concludes this letter as he began it, encouraging us to grow in grace. Um, 2 Peter 3.18, that's the last verse in 2 Peter, says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And now uh, there's another fill in the blank for our handout. It says, the better you know God, the more glory he gets from you. You understand better and better how awesome God is uh, as you talk to him, as you read his word, study it. Your opinion of him gets better and better. And the better you know God, the more glory he gets through you. Not only do your actions reflect God's character better and better, but you are better able to accurately communicate to others who God is. In other words, being a witness. The closer you are to the Lord, the more he will help you in your witnessing. Personal growing Uh, continues to be closer to the Lord on the night of the crucifixion uh, night of Jesus trial Peter was confronted three times about being a follower of Jesus was he a good witness then no I'm afraid not three times he did what he denied the Lord Note the words that Peter used in in his denial of Christ. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thus also wast thou with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. When he was gone out into the porch, Another maid saw him and said unto him that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, They that stood by and Peter said, Surely, uh, said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them. For thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately what happened? The cock crowed, the rooster crowed. <clears throat> I know not the man. That Those were terrible words for Peter. It doesn't make any difference in your life up to this point, who you are, what you are, where you've been, The important thing is beginning now to trust the Lord, beginning now to take in his word and to come to him and bring your problems, bring your thanksgivings, bring your happiness to the Lord in prayer. Growing in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, That's more than just filling our facts, uh, our head with facts. We need to fill ourselves with the love of God. One more, uh, fill in the blank. It is about getting to know God better and allowing God's grace to work in you to change you into what God wants you to be, to knowing, getting to know God better. Getting to know God better, that's the important thing.